Hey there. This episode originally aired on my Patreon many months ago, so some of the information might be a little bit outdated by now. If you'd like to check out episodes as soon as they come out, you can join my $3 tier over there, or you can subscribe to check out full episodes coming here eventually. Either way, the choice is yours. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Pat's Creative Podcast, episode 16. Today, I am joined by a very special guest who you have probably seen at least three times now, I'd have to imagine, which is, of course, Talon Stradley, the original guest of Pat's Creative Podcast. Talon, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. And, you know, they, they probably have seen me more if they're watching the highlights instead of the full videos. Uh, but, you know, if you want to see less instances of Talon, then you got to go support that Pat, not on the Pat, Pat, Patreon, the Pat. This is Pat, a really weird sales pitch. Pat, is, I don't Pat, know if you're convincing Patreon. anyone. I don't think you're convincing them to stay or to leave. It's just somewhere in the nebula. Look, but Patrick, yeah. I just think you have an opportunity. Patreon, Patnat, there's something there. You can have that, that one for true. free. <laughs> I, I I will start my own Patreon competitor and call it Patreon. There you and go. I'm sure I will not get sued. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're here for a very special episode today because we are talking about something that is very prominent in the uh, art world today, and that is, of course, social media, which yes. has kind of become a arguably one of the most effective meme means of um, and effective memes, but effective means of getting your art out there. Uh, arguably for for a very long time. I mean, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, no other platform has been able to have as much reach as social media with regards to art sharing in the past. Um, that said, because it has so much reach, you could argue that maybe the amount of competition makes it a little bit less effective or something like that. But what I'm trying to say is that social media is such a big part of sharing art in the art world today. Um, and what we basically wanted to talk about was just dedicate an entire episode towards uh, just talk about some of the benefits of social media for creators as well as some of the negatives for social of social media for creators, because there certainly is a handful in both categories. And um, this is something mm-hmm. we constantly touch on um, with pretty much every guest uh, once or twice during an episode is just some kind of comment on social media specifically or whatnot. Um, and I always have to kind of cut myself short because I know I'm like, this is worthy of its own episode because uh, there's just so much to talk about with it. Um, and of course, uh, you know, uh, we're talking specifically from the angle as creators and artists. Uh, there is definitely way more conversations that can be had just on the social aspects of it yeah. or the, um, <laughs> you know, the business side of it and stuff like that. But we're, we're mainly focused on just how it affects creators specifically. Um, and yeah, that's kind of just the premise of the show. Also, this is going to be um, one of our special a uh, very little highlighted edition episode. So uh, if you're watching this on Patreon, uh, then you are getting a more exclusive, an even more exclusive podcast than usual, right? Uh, so there you go. If you're watching this like six months from now when it's on YouTube, good on you still. Wow, welcome. Um, <laughs> so we're talking about social media today. Um, is there, if Did you have any points you kind of wanted to like jump off with or? Uh... Oh man. Well, kind of. I, I kind of want to touch on just what you're mentioning as far as um kind of the the opportunities that social media gives as well as mm-hmm. the um hardships and uh you just mentioned that uh what was it that social media is one of the best ways to get your name out there to you know advertise to connect in a way that we never really have been able to before right and honestly i feel like that has just been such a great aspect of the modern age and of the internet mm. right because as an artist of any kind, right? Your goal is to cultivate some kind of experience. And maybe that is through music or through YouTube or Twitch streams or 
theater plays or weird abstract performance art, right? Like that is just your goal is to create something, some kind of experience. And the cool thing about social media is that that allows us to integrate ourselves more into the daily lives of people, you know, where before, um, in order to do something like that, uh, you know, at least on a mass scale, you would have to get on TV, get on the radio with a regular program, get on, you know, write a a column in the newspaper or something. And now you're able to just cultivate that. right? Right. And to, you know, with my Instagram feed, I can have my brand, I can have my stuff. And if I just put out one album, sure. There's just, you know, one album that's out, but I can also create this entire experience that engages them far beyond just whenever they're listening to it. And I think that alone is very awesome. Yeah. And I, I, the three examples you gave us to like what the outlets were previously with regards to radio, television, and, um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, newspaper feeds is like, uh, social media really is the combination of all three of those because it has auditory visual and, uh, reading inside of it, which is our like three primary sources of, uh, of not just sharing art, but also just art in general, right? They usually right. rely on something visual or audio or sometimes uh, something typographic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and with social media, you just have the opportunity to promote all three in all kinds of combinations that didn't seem as possible before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I think that's just something that's that's easy to overlook when you're specifically thinking about some of the um, – more problematic things of social media because i i know i'm definitely guilty of going on long tangents about certain things in social media that i dislike or whatnot Mm -hmm. and that's just because it's become so normalized to have such a powerful tool at our disposal yeah to share our art out there but really if we want to take a step back and think about um two decades ago when none of this was normalized at all this would seem like something that is absolutely wonderful for the art industry you know and yeah um, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. And and I think one of the, the greatest things too is the reach that it gives, right? Um, like talking about how that's impacted the art industry. Prior to this, if you were an independent artist looking to make something, you might make zines, you might make flyers, you might post them up around, um, you know, kind of do what you can. And it really doesn't matter how good your stuff is necessarily, like how good right. your art is. It matters how lucky you are, you know, if you can get in front of the right people, Um if you're making something that's engaging for people to want to put in the effort to seek you out and to be engaged with your stuff. And then now with, you can make good stuff, right? Like you can make your good music, you can make your good podcast, put it out there. And there's just so much reach that there's so much possibility for people to stumble onto it, you know? And then that's why I feel like now we start seeing people who, you know, are putting in the work or making really solid stuff are starting to, you know, get those followings and even if it's just a humble little following those followings mean a lot to the creators and that's something that you know you probably would never have been able to get 20 years ago right it's it's similar to um like let's say uh um like cafe bands, you know, yeah. bands that go and play in cafe, they might have some of those regulars that very much enjoy them and it kind of creates a little bit of a cult following from that. That's kind of the equivalent to just having a small gathering online where it's like, even though yeah. you understand you're not reaching absolutely every demographic with this, you still understand that there's individual people out there who like your content enough to watch it, just as I'm sure the people who played bands in the cafes felt that way similarly. Definitely. Um, and, but yeah, it's just the, the, the potential of, of because social media is designed to constantly feed people more content yeah so it it gives you it puts odds in your favor that wasn't there before right and that's not to say that it's necessarily 
easy to just get seen, right? That's not exactly the case. But social media is designed to perpetually giving people more and more content. And naturally, even even uh, most accounts nowadays on social media don't default as private, right? It defaults as something public because they they want to share your stuff around mm-hmm. with other people yeah but it, it also it i mean that that gets into just the variance of the platforms right like right, yeah facebook is something where it was essentially designed to have that exclusive feel right you can only see yeah. people's stuff if you're their friend and while you know you can share some things you know there's different methods but like as a whole you think of that one is i am sharing this with people that i know and people that i have allowed to see it so which then contrast to twitter you know which is like right. very much like i am putting stuff out there for everybody to see, not even necessarily my followers. Well, I, and I think that's something I want to ask you because I, I don't, I don't, I haven't used Facebook in a hot minute, but yeah. um, it has Facebook kind of shifted its focus more towards the, the publicizing of other people's stuff because. So yeah, Facebook is definitely geared more towards friends, family, um, specifically with the older crowd, right? and groups like i think that if you are a young person who's using facebook you are probably using it in the group setting so it just shifts the game a little bit right like i was in this social media marketing class where essentially what we did is we um picked a show a new show that was coming out in the fall right and we started a fan page for it so right there in the build-up to the show on the first episode of the show all throughout the first half of the season you know like we're cultivating this um you know, following and on Twitter, on Instagram, we were able to get super, you know, decent like followings, you know, thousands right. of followers and that kind of thing in this short period of time. And on Facebook, we were struggling just to get like above 10, right? Interesting. Because people are just not engaging with that in the same way, right? Like the idea right. of liking a bunch of pages on Facebook and using that to curate your content isn't really there anymore, sure. um, at least for the youth. But right. again, groups is kind of where it's at. So, while we didn't get a lot of people following our account necessarily, we did join a group dedicated to that show and posted our content there. And that content was getting, you know, pretty decent engagement, you know, for the size of the group and everything. Sure. Um, similarly, like podcasting, right? There's a lot of really good podcast uh, Facebook groups, right? Or I'm in some different right. like game development podcast groups, you know, so you, there's places to advertise and to um, engage with people to get them to listen to your right. stuff, but it's a very different vibe than, you know, Twitter. Like, yeah, like Twitter, or Instagram, where you have your page and you're putting yeah. it onto the page. You know, it, it's a little bit more of like a the Reddit kind of vibe where it is. Right. We have this group cultivated around this thing, yeah. and people probably aren't going to like it if you just go on there and you say, "Hey, I made this thing. Go listen to it." You know, because lots of people right. spam that kind of stuff. So it's about showing off your work in a way that's not too pushy, but also stands out and yeah. um, is definitely a very different environment than like the twitter instagram yeah. it, it seems almost less about uh, individuals posting like as in uh right like less about like a freelance artist who's sharing their work and more about uh communities of people but like yeah. less to a lesser extent than reddit i would say right because reddit seems like i would say like facebook almost seems in the middle between reddit yes. twitter and yeah red and twitter basically because like reddit is is all about community posting in in a sense that you also all collectively decide what other people see because it's all based on an upvote system, right? Where Sure, but uh, I mean, Facebook works in the same way with the groups. Oh, okay. You gotcha. know, like if something's liked more than that, like I get notifications for some groups that I'm in and it just tells me like, yeah, like this post is really popular okay. in the group, you know? So right. if you want to really go through and read every single thing, you can, but you can also yeah. do that with Reddit, you know? But right. that's why it's like the idea, the thing that is holding this together. And with both of those instances, um, I would actually say with, 
with Reddit leans a little bit more told towards the individual profiles Interesting. because on Reddit, you can go to your profile. You can see all the posts that were made. You can post things directly to your profile on Reddit. So there's some very high profile people who have gone and kind of cultivate their own page and have, right. you know, developed a significant following doing that. And I feel like it's a lot harder to do in the Facebook realm just because sure. the people that are on Facebook are not the kind of people that are looking to engage and discover and do right. these different things. Well, I, I'm curious it, with the Reddit thing, though, uh, how often are the Reddit users themselves creators showing their work? Because I fairly often, fairly often. OK, I, yeah, I guess I, I haven't really clicked on a user in Reddit, but well, that's, that's the thing is that it like I said, it's it's a very different vibe, right? Where yeah. uh, Instagram, Twitter, I would say is that you are cultivating your, you know, your experience for your followers and that kind right. of thing. Reddit is, is much more reaching out, engaging, right? So a lot of the times, like on the, you know, gaming subreddit, for example, you'll have uh -huh. people saying, Hey, I've been working, you know, five years on this and I'm so glad to show it. Here's the trailer for my new game. And they're not necessarily right. saying, Hey, we just started the funding on this on Kickstarter, go do the steam, but they just post a little clip. It's cool. The community generally does like that stuff. Cause it's like, yeah, yeah this is a new game. That's a cool yeah. novel concept. And then down in the comments, somebody's like, Hey, where can I get this? And then of course the person's like, yeah, we have the Kickstarter. We have this. And you sure. kind of have that natural kind like of feeling bio and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But I will yeah. say it's definitely a different beast entirely. And most sure. people don't, you know, actively advertise, on Facebook and Reddit, you know, it's Instagram and Twitter well, is more where that kind of space is. I think, I think in a way, I think in some way people read almost advertise on Reddit more than Twitter, just because I, I think Twitter well, yeah. becomes kind of like a platform to understanding the person behind what is being created through also advertising, right? Because they, they're, they're people on Twitter very much like to share their thoughts on things, which is surprising. Right. Yeah. But like they, they like to, to give their opinions out there and you get to learn a little bit more about the person while also, by the way, I upload a new video, you know, and they throw it out. But with Reddit, because it's so community focused, I find that a lot of, uh, I find so many like cool pieces of art that are just posted to the right communities that I happen yeah. to be a part of. And yeah. it seems like a very effective way at advertising because it's a community that I joined because I'm interested in that kind of content. Right. As opposed to Twitter, you know, Twitter's not organized by specific artists and or Instagram, right? It's not like, I mean, I guess they technically have groups on Twitter as well, but it's it's not a very prominent thing, <laughs> but, right? I don't yeah, think but, I followed a group. But again, we're kind of talking about like those two separate things, right? Where yeah. like Twitter kind of like does have its communities, right? Like it's, right. I, I have my Twitter account, you know, Newton's Darkroom. It's a podcasting page. It follows a lot of podcasting people, you know, so you post and it's kind of going to this group and it just kind of has the chance to like shoot off elsewhere. But right. again, like, I think something that is different with those two platforms is that we're, you know, Reddit, Facebook, you're going to this group to see content about this kind of subject with the mm -hmm. other two, you're going to see stuff about the artist, right? Like you kind of right. mentioned, like what is going behind the scenes where if I post something on Twitter, people are going to know, oh, you know, this is Newton's dark room. I can expect this kind of thing. I can, yeah. you know, cult, like I follow this account because I like, you know, the podcast episodes that they promote, or I like the, you know, whatever the little right. micro fictions, or you just write. want to figure out when they put stuff out. Like, yeah, Twitter is so much about scheduling too, right? Of like, just this is where you can oh, find this is. when I go yeah. live and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Um. I well, I I think though, like, uh, it the the thing is though, I think the big difference between advertising on Twitter and advertising on Reddit is just Twitter is oriented around followers. It's around people who follow you specifically, while you can 
essentially get traction on whatever your project is without having any kind of following on Reddit, right? Sure. Just by yeah. posting it to the right community. Yeah. The goal though is definitely to 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 cultivate oh, bring, that bring people into you. Yeah, you know, yeah, because it's like with and that's, like the Reddit, most success I think worse, but yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And by a long shot. And then like I mentioned, like Reddit can also be sorry, I'm bumping the microphone. Reddit can also be very um prone to sniffing out advertisements right like things yeah. go really hit or miss like if it's like yeah. you're clearly posting that just to advertise your game people right. aren't gonna upvote that as much you know whereas you know if you have a record of posting good content on twitter and on instagram right. so somebody follows your account now whenever you make that announcement they're gonna see that because yeah you know you've been posting great stuff up until then yeah yeah well and and uh reddit also has so many individual subreddit rules like the rules yes. can shift between different places um back in the day when i first got reddit i remember i i advertised in all the wrong ways and definitely got a lot of like posts taken down and stuff to where now yeah. um i only really share stuff on there when i feel like it's something the community would actually benefit from listening to yeah like i i actually we, we had a bit of a highlight when i was interviewing uh youngtown where we were talking about twitter and um some of the effects twitter might have on your mental health and, mm -hmm. and uh whatnot and i felt like it was a good conversation to uh at least listen to maybe from the people on the twitter subreddit which feels um <laughs> it feels like i shouldn't be allowed I feel like social media should stop each other from making accounts on each other's page you know like, i know cut the competition yeah. now um <laughs> but no yeah like so you know i i shared it there because i felt like it's it was a it's, it's a good discussion to have but you know i I always make sure I read over the rules very carefully. Sometimes yeah. message the mod if I have a question because it's like, it's really not, it, it's nobody on Reddit is looking for mass advertisers. You want Correct. content yeah. that's actually appealing to you. Um, but I, you know, I sometimes would feel relatively stuck. Like, I feel like you got to bring people to Twitter, but you can't really expand much on Twitter by itself, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's, okay, so let's, what kind of, backtrack sure. just a little yeah. bit from um kind of these like you know different social media yeah. things and well, just and kind of for the record we don't need to stay on this forever i don't mean to no like, i know i know that, but like yeah <laughs> but yeah but but i i think that that's an important concept of talking about you know how do you expand your followers on something and it's something everyone's trying to figure out and the algorithms are always changing and what people like are always changing um because you're right it is very hard to to kind of organically grow that just by posting stuff, and which I know kind of sounds weird, but if I'm, you know, it doesn't matter how good my podcast is, if all I'm doing is posting my podcast episodes, nobody's gonna follow me on Twitter, nobody's gonna share the right. stuff, you know? And so that's why Twitter is the one that I found the most success on. And a large part of that is because of how interactive it is, right? So sure. a huge way to, you know, gain your own followers and start making a name for yourself is by engaging with other people. Right. And right. that's why I really, really, really love the indie podcast community on Twitter because there's so many different people, you know, retweeting new episodes, engaging with right. each other, planning crossover saying, Hey, our cast member that's in our show is also in this show. And of course right. your audience is going to be interested in that because they like your show enough that they followed you on Twitter. And so they're, sure, you yeah. know, and you get this just massive cross pollination and that's kind of how I found yeah. things to work out best. I'm sure as a YouTuber, you know, cross promotion is a very powerful tool. Sure. But I, I think also it's worth noting that Twitter and podcasting are kind of like this, you know, like, Pod, the podcasting realm sure. of networking seems to, it, from my very brief understanding, seems to be like fully on Twitter already. 
while with things like YouTube, it's kind of tough because you're promoting another social media on this social media, right? So I feel like that cross promotion circulating um, like video recommendations or people shouting each other out for YouTube specifically, it happens a lot on that page, but maybe not as much on Twitter itself. I mean, retweets are definitely a thing. And, yeah. and uh, most of my social media retention comes from retweets of other creators, but it's mm-hmm. still like, you know, if you're right off the bat, I feel almost like uh, like you have to take shots at a different platform first before you, you kind of get a foot in with like Twitter or even YouTube specifically. Sure, yeah. I think it's just so dependent on the kind of... Uh, content you make essentially yeah like for example um my music stuff always does better on instagram like for whatever reason the long beach music scene a lot of the la stuff that is like on instagram full-blown they have twitters they don't really use it and so it's like yeah if i'm posting music stuff like i'm going to be doing that more on instagram and that's where the engagement is the most right and then again, like it's kind of the opposite for podcasting, right? Where it's like podcasting is really doesn't have as much of a presence on Instagram. It's there, but yeah. not nearly to the degree as it is on Twitter. Yeah. Um, can I, I can I throw one proposal yeah. as to why that might be? Oh, go for it, it. Do you think it's because Instagram was built off of such a short term content um, indulging? Because like even um, you know it starts with pictures, and then by the time they even introduce videos, they're at first only like what five seconds long or fifteen seconds no. long or something like that, and then. Like, do you I, think I, mean, it, I think well, that might play a part into it, but I think the biggest thing, at least with like podcasting specifically, is um, podcasting is an audio medium, right? Right. And that's just very awkward to right. post on okay. Instagram, which is such um, a visual one. Yeah, and it's right. not like music where music is so artsy. You know, it's like music is like yeah. audio poem. You know, where it's like right. there's already such an emphasis on album art, on band yeah. photos, on merchandise, on live performances, and with a lot yeah. of podcasts, like. The person's not even recording themselves doing the podcast necessarily. You know, it's like yeah. they're just doing the audio thing, editing it in Audacity and throwing it up there. And so that can be difficult to post. And what's more is you can't do links on Instagram. So that yeah. makes it a lot harder to say, right. like on Twitter, I can post a link to a specific episode and say, hey, this new episode just released. I can't yeah. really do that on Twitter without directing them through the bio, which is just kind of awkward. So I feel you like that's Instagram. But yeah. Instagram yeah. yeah. And so I think that's why with Instagram, and it works so well with music with, uh, I feel like YouTube is another good example, you know, cause it's like, yeah, you have your YouTube video and you yeah. take a one minute clip and you post that on Instagram. Right. Um, and it just, those ecosystems are a lot more um, cohesive than, you know, podcasting. Like I always struggle to right. figure out how to, how am I going to advertise my podcast on yeah. Instagram without it just being an audio waveform well, against my podcast cover? The- it's always been a struggle for podcasters to just try to make podcasts remotely visually interesting when the reality is we're sitting in front of a microphone like the entire time. And it, it's, you know, I, hey, I find yeah. that kind of a cool aesthetic. I like seeing uh, you taking pictures of you and your microphone saying like, get yourself a microphone the way it looks at you or something like that, right? <laughs> I like that as, like aesthetic or whatnot, but in like the world of Instagram where everything is so... um tone based and and has theming and and uh just like artsy like that i feel like it's harder to really showcase the artsy the visually artsy side of podcasting kind of i mean i i think i i do agree it is it is a challenge but i think that um it just touches on something a little bit more that is very prevalent in all of you know this stuff which is branding right it's is you need to have cohesive branding you need to have a plan um i really like 
my Instagram. Like I'm really proud of how it's kind of come together. Sure. Um, the Newton's Darkroom one has kind of been all, all over the place just because Newton's Darkroom has been all over the place. But sure. if you look at some of the other shows like, um, you know, The Whole Way Through or Cochlea and those I feel like had very nice cohesive branding. You know, I sat down, I picked my fonts, I picked my colors, I bought like, you know, $20 worth of stock photos of seashells. And then there you go. Like there's my cochlea branding and it makes it look cohesive. It makes it look interesting. It stands out compared to a lot of the other like podcasting stuff that I see. Um, And so I feel like that stuff is very important. The problem is that it just takes so much time, right? It's just like, you do have to set time aside to plan it. You do have to set time aside to make these and to schedule out all of your posts and that kind of thing. But if you put in that work, you know, it's going to look good. And really that's what YouTubers, that's what, you know, music people are already doing. They're used to having to kind of plan that stuff. Um, But again, like even just looking where the audiences are, right. It's like, it doesn't matter how good of Instagram content you have for your podcast because the podcasting audience is largely on Twitter. You know, like you're probably going to get more listeners from dedicating your time to Twitter than you would be from dedicating your time to Instagram. Right. I think um, also, you know, with, with, with Instagram, when you like, because like, because podcasts, you know, ideally you share clips of it, right? Like that's kind of like yeah. the ultimate ideal. Because yeah, or that's, a trailer that's, or something, some kind of yeah, audio. Yeah, right. And, but you know, Instagram, when you're watching, it's it's in the middle of a already continuous scroll, right? Like yeah. when you're watching things, like your finger hasn't even left the screen yet. It's ready to skip you whenever. And I feel like it's hard to like have something as long-term as a podcast. Yeah. Like, and then just take some audio snippet while even- it's- yeah, yeah and it. even like because it just loops right and you can't right. pick a spot oh my so gosh, if you miss it then you that. have to look back through or maybe yeah. you have to click on the audio and um any text that you want to add because people don't really look at the descriptions right they're not going to be like yeah. oh what's this so it visually has to be interesting it visually yeah. has to say this is the show this is the episode listen to the rest of it yeah while also letting the person know there is audio going on please turn on your sound yeah. you know so there's just so many barriers to like effectively well, showing pure audio on instagram like the Instagram even even essentially hides the descriptions. You know, it shows like yeah, a very little sliver yeah. line and then a more. But you click that more, what you're gonna see is a big block of hashtags because that's also where you yeah. gotta put in your tags and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, nobody so wants like, to look down there. Yeah, you know? and why should they? I mean, you can't blame them. Yeah. Um, but you know, there is one social media town that we've been t- we've been oh. avoiding like this entire yeah. time, which okay. is of course the the most hippest kid on the block right now. That is TikTok, which yeah, uh, honestly, TikTok is still so new that it's hard to like fully explain what its weaknesses and strengths are right because right now it's just popping off but yeah but i mean it has been going strong for some time now and it's also just it's vine right like it is like it is very much that same energy of it is short form videos that are being posted um if vine had stayed around for another couple years like that's what it would have looked like it might be a little bit different because of the tools it gave right like tiktok stemmed out of like musically and that kind of thing and so it, it you know, whenever you look at the dances and that kind of thing, like that's, I believe, because it was originally coming from this more musical app. Yeah. But there's still a lot of great content on there. There's still the comedy stuff. There's still this. And it's the just the short form, right? you know, vertical videos. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. and but like, you know, um, if you're using it as like a, I think where it, it gets difficult to decide like how, like where its strengths are and weaknesses are is when you're promoting content from another page specifically. Mm-hmm. Like if you are, because like if you have a YouTube channel or something and you post clips from your YouTube channel on TikTok or whatnot, mm-hmm. like it's kind of bizarre because it also has the same thing where it's like you can't really post links and uh, you have to rely on people to go to your bio, which not everybody does. Right. TikTok 
when the video is done, it automatically goes to the next one, right? Like, or mm-hmm. does it loop? I don't know. I, I'm not too actually, familiar with it. Yeah, I don't have a TikTok. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I, I made one just recently because I was like, yeah. I, I might as well give this a shot. And I've been posting like really small segments. So if you guys want clips that are even smaller than the highlights, I don't know what's wrong with you. But if you want that, you can go to TikTok because I, I apparently upload there every once in a while now. Um, but it is kind of interesting because I the because it's so short short and it just shoves it in people's face. Like the yeah. the retention it gets is so different from like YouTube or, or Twitter or something where um, you know Twitter registers like a video of your view when it autoplays when you're scrolling or whatnot so if you count those views it might not feel like fully mm-hmm. uh, you know like actual views or whatnot while with YouTube it's more you have to specifically commit by clicking loading a whole another page before you actually watch it right. and that view suddenly seems like more more has more weight to it with TikTok I just don't know what extent like those views actually mean something because it's like they're watching yeah. seven second clip, but like, is it, does it register like the full thing? And that's why it's like, it's hard to fully digest it right now because it's like, it's just, it's, yeah. I don't know. Like there's not a ton of experts on TikTok right now, but I mean, maybe there is, I don't know. I, I, I'm not well, talking to them, but you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it, there definitely is. I think that it's, I think like a lot of platforms, it like essentially, um, with a lot of these platforms, it's it's very easy to think I am going to use this to promote my show. I am going to post every time I have a new episode and tell people to listen to this and tell people to subscribe on Patreon and all that kind of stuff. But really what you're doing is you need to, it needs to be treated a little bit more like traditional TV, right? Is like 90% of your content should be just fun, engaging stuff yeah. that your audience likes. And yeah. then you slip in your stuff, you know? So if you're making TikTok, and I think TikTok is a great example of that, right? Like right. 90% of your TikToks should be, you know, whatever goofy stuff. If I'm, you know, made a TikTok for Newton's dark room, uh, maybe I would make short 15 second sketches that, you yeah. know, have the same vibe as I, you know, with lots of right. analog equipment and crazy whimsical stuff, you, gotta and, you know, whatever. And then embrace the platform you're on basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like this with everything, right? Like if you want to incorporate, mm-hmm. nobody wants to see an ad every single day, but if yeah, you yeah. are creating stuff that is engaging, that is interesting, that is fun, even if it's not, you know, related to your topic even, right? Like, right. um, you know, Rain runs a social media account for a um, like house home goods uh, online store. And sure. recently, you know, they made a post about like the five best gym office pranks, right? And so it's like, that's not right. something that is one, you know, they're not directly tying that yeah. to a thing, but they're engaging posts. The art's good. It looks good. And then right. people are sticking around for that. And then all of a sudden you're slipping in the, hey, we also have this right. teapot available or, you know, whatever it might yeah. be on that day. Yeah. You got you to treat it like just another form of content, just like when you upload yeah. your own content. Once you're uploading on your regular page, you don't see it as an advertisement because it's just you uploading your content, right? And you kind of got to treat it the same way where it's just, this is this form of content or whatnot. Yeah. Um, Which is why for the time being for my TikTok, I just find an interesting bit and like the small highlight and just let it run. I don't even usually mention much else other than that. But, uh, you know, maybe someone will come by and think, hey, where do you find this or whatnot? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it is an interesting beast for sure because it's, it's the... Um, it's it's very bizarre because, like you said, it is very similar to Vine, but Vine was something that was almost cut short before its popularity had time to really flourish. You know, it, it got canned yeah. relatively quickly. Um, but it might have been partially responsible for this uh, this rise in, like, even vertical video, uh, oh, vertical video viewing, which has become so prominent today. You know, Snapchat mm-hmm. 
pretty much everything is vertical on there and now TikTok or whatnot. It makes you wonder like um, if just everything smartphone related is going to be vertical at some point because there's clearly more of an emphasis on like, you know, it's, it's, um, I don't want to get too much into the filmmaking part, but you know, like landscape shots are to show landscape, obviously, but if you take something vertical, suddenly you can show like, uh, a person a lot easier in a way. Right. Right. And it's like, that has kind of taken the focus on a lot of these social medias is showing the people anyway, because, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the big yeah. thing I think is, is like the barrier to entry, right. Is right. If, if I am taking a video of myself, it is a lot clunkier and a lot harder to hold it like this than it is like this. You right. know, like the phones are designed to be held like this. And so if I'm going and making a TikTok, you know, I'm just by myself. I'm a guy. I'm just going to be doing this. You know, I'm not going to be paying someone to hold it and, you know, do the landscape yeah, yeah. stuff. And so right, right. I think that it's a combination of ease of access. Yeah. Like people naturally, if you're creating content, you're going to be creating it in this way. And simultaneously, yeah. if I am watching this content, it happens so fast. You know, like you said, with Instagram, your finger never leaves the screen, you know? And yeah, so yeah. I, you know, I don't text like this. I don't hold my phone right. like this unless I'm watching Netflix. And so, yeah. you know, that's just you also scroll through. Right. You don't scroll horizontally either. Like on no app no, are you ever you're scrolling horizontally. Well, Safari, right, exactly. you know, turn it sideways, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like no, they're, they're meant just... to be held vertical, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of interesting how those seeds got planted and then, and suddenly it's now a legitimate new form. Cause like, it's, it's so bizarre to me seeing YouTube ads that are by default vertical I, that in, is, in my head. I'm like, that is one of my crazy. biggest pet peeves and I yeah. don't mind it. I, I understand it. Um, I get it. For me, I hate that it doesn't automatically go to landscape after the fact. So I'll get I'll, I'll get a vertical ad. I'll press the full screen button because <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, watching yeah. this video full screen. I skip okay. it and then I get this like small video and I have to go out of full screen and back into it. Like yeah, yeah, just yeah. automatically change. But yeah. yeah. Every once in a while we'll have these minor like mechanical pet peeves or whatnot. Mine yeah. was uh, Instagram freaking like having no start and end it just plays when it wants to and stuff like that that's yeah. my instagram pet peeve yeah. um well okay we, so we, we've talked a lot about actual networking and promoting content and stuff like that uh but we we really also need to get into um some of the more less than fortunate aspects of social media <laughs> sure. and social media possibly addiction and mm -hmm. uh just promoting work on there i think maybe a good entry point would be to take a look at specifically uh, how many people use social media and kind of first enter through like the competition side, mm. because because social media is the place to be sharing work. There is so much competition um, for people mm. you don't even want to be competing with. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's just tons of other content that other people could be consuming and you have to somehow convince them to watch yours over theirs. And not only is there competition, in what people see, but even in in ranking. I'm sorry, my headphones buzzing. I dropped my headphone like oh, my no. headphones like five times in a row, and I think I might need a new pair now. Oh. Um, but you know, it's it's uh, we have a numeric ranking as to which post is specifically doing better, which just raises the competition level between other people, right? Whether it's yeah. like counts, follower counts, um, retweets, comments, like it's all we can't help but feel. The fact that we even acknowledge those numbers shows that we can't help but feel some form of competition between what other people's numbers get, right? Yeah, I think um, I think a lot of that is just gonna. It has to be your outlook, you know. Because right. on one hand, I do get what you're saying. Like there can be that kind of oh, they have more views than me, they have more likes than me. But at the same time, you know, was it the 
famous saying or whatever, you know, a rising tide raises all the ships. And sure. that's one thing that I've really seen the indie podcast stuff, right? Is it, it, it's not about who has more followers, who has more this, because oh, sure. all of those people are going to go over there eventually. You know, it's like, right. if you are, right. you know, liking other people's stuff and sharing other people's stuff and they get more popular, whenever they mention your show that they like your show, you know, more people are going to come that way. And right. it, I feel like it's kind of similar, you know, with most platforms, like, sure, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of content out there, right. but it, it, if you just put in that little bit of work to get beyond that, like bottom tier, you know, of just like people literally just like recording something on their phone and then, you know, uploading an hour video to right, YouTube, right. then you're going to start standing out and you're going to get that stuff. Yeah. And there is going to be that cross pollination, even well, though there's so much competition. And and that's why I wanted to clarify it, even competition that doesn't mm -hmm. feel like competition, right? Because it, even even if you don't see yourself as competing with another person and you're not trying to get higher numbers than them specifically, yeah. there's always going to be a hidden sense of competition because of our fellow acknowledgement of each other's progress. And when you're talking yeah. about this bar that you have to get over, like you definitely do, but the competition comes in where when everybody is raising that bar, the bar just gets higher and higher and higher, right? Mm -hmm. And you can't necessarily stop that level of competition for lack of a better word right but i yeah. like you said with the indie like i have no reason to believe that any of the other indie podcasts are thinking like talent's getting more likes than me doggone it like i gotta find a way to outdo him right i mean I, like i'm sure that's not the case you know i don't think it's i don't think it's aggressively the case um right. but i do think that that motivation can be good um and I, sure. I i know that people feel that right like that's where yeah. like a lot of that imposter syndrome feels like like that's yeah. something that i've really struggled with this last year is I had a lot of different podcasts, um, you know, of varying lengths and success and that kind of thing. And this last year, I've really had to step back from that just because of, you know, where I'm at in my life. I have a full-time job now. I moved COVID, right? Like there's just so much going on that have impacted that. And then right. at the same time, I can look at the people who are starting their podcast around the same time as me, and they're on their, you know, second, third, fourth season. They're winning more Audioverse awards. They have right. like three or four shows that are regularly putting stuff out. And I just kind of like wasn't able to get there. And so on one hand, it right. is very easy to look at that and kind of get that competition. Yeah. But even in that circumstance, you know, if you're in a good community and if the people are so nice, like people are patient, people are excited yeah, yeah. to hear stuff from you. And those people that, you know, might have, you know, gotten a lucky break or might have surpassed you or whatever, like they're still your peers, you know, there's right. still a place for you there and, you know, see how you can help them out. You know, they'll give you yeah, shout outs yeah. whenever you're starting to, you know, do stuff again. Like it, it's just a, it's this ecosystem, you know, and sure. it's like, be a good part, put stuff out there and you know try your best to support people and right. it's going to help everybody including yourself you know yeah well and it definitely helps the consumer for sure if that bar keeps yeah. getting raised you know that's only oh, yeah. better for the people watching and no, the industry there was, as a whole there was a bunch of um podcasts uh like especially before the pandemic uh in the area there was two specifically the psychic wave and then bundy the podcast that interviewed local musicians and stuff and right. it was really cool kind of seeing the arms race between the two of them because they're both interviewing a lot of the same clientele they have a lot of the same listeners right, they cross promoted okay. each other a lot but all of a sudden you have one who you know gets a second camera and then it's like okay well now right. i need a second camera to get those two things and this one does a live performance and then it's like oh right. well, now i need right. to do live performances yeah. and then you know and and the quality of those two things really went through the roofs like those are two sure. really really killer productions um yeah. 
that gave a lot of local bands a great platform, you know, right. and that's because of that. And they'll, they'll be the first to tell you, they're like, yeah, it's because of that competition because we wanted to, you know, one up them and meet yeah, that. Yeah. Right. And I also know that those two are like, you know, great friends and that kind of thing, you know? So sure. Well, and, and competition between friends is also much better than competition between strangers. Right. Yeah. Um, if you, if you understand that you both have a common goal and while at the same time wishing the best for the other person, then it's mm -hmm. like, naturally you guys are both gonna rock it up at the same pace yeah but um you know it's it's still like there's there's a lot of other creators though who are first entering and ultimately feel very intimidated by all this right because it, it takes it takes a lot to to get a healthy outlook on this whole kind of situation of mm -hmm. like i'm a tiny fish with much bigger fish all around me right because um you know in and one thing I find all the time on YouTube, because I, I, I look for a lot of small creators to collaborate with through yeah. whatever methods I can find. And the amount of times I have found a bunch of small channels with really good work on their channels, but stopped uploading like two years ago or yeah. something like that. It's just like, it's just, I can't help but imagine that, um, you know, all of this connectivity between everything can just be so daunting and overwhelming on newer creators, right? Yeah. I think and I, I'm not presenting it as like just a problem, right? No, like it, yeah. it's just, uh, you know, I think something worth acknowledging, right? I think something that's a little bit like adjacent to that, that um, I think is a little bit like sad just regarding like all this stuff is uh -huh. um, less of towards new creators and more of towards old creators. Um, like you said, okay. like if you have someone who stopped posting something, you know, two years ago and that's just where their profile ends like are you going to watch any of the videos from that page i mean if i'm specifically looking to collaborate probably not well i mean i would have to know if i know that their content's good it means i watched it but like you know sure. but like, like even I'll... yeah oh yeah but I, I know like for me like i'll be going on a youtube channel and i'll see oh they haven't posted in two years and yeah there might be yeah. a series or something that i'm looking at but i'm not diving into that back catalog. I'm not looking to develop right, a no. relationship. You know, I'm not looking to put this person, you know, yeah. into my regular watching. And I think that that right. kind of sucks because there is a lot of great content out there yeah. and it just, the whole system really favors. Like if you are not actively putting out stuff, people aren't going to listen to it. You know, if right. I'm actively putting out, if I'm putting out a, a Newton Starkroom episode every single month, um, you know, I get, you know, a hundred downloads every single time or yeah. something like that. And, you know, I stopped, you know, I haven't put out an episode since January. I had a large break during, um, you know, COVID and that kind of thing. And, you know, I'm getting maybe like two or three listens a month, you know, right. just, uh, you know, throughout the entire podcast, you know, and, um, yeah. And I, I, and I get it because like, you're, you're wanting the new stuff that people are posting. They're yeah. engaging, right. Social media is about engaging and yeah. actively seeking out listeners. Right. right? And that's um, what I was, was going to say. Like that also applies to things like Twitter and Instagram, where even if that's not where your main source of content is, right. you have to be constantly posting on those as well, because that continues this engagement level and, and also makes whatever systems happy to, yeah. to promote your stuff to other people and whatnot. Like nobody is looking at my Newton's Darkroom Instagram account right now. Cause I haven't posted on there since like a year ago you know so it's sure. like it's not even like the work that i put into that is necessarily continuing to get me new listeners yeah. you know it's not right. like yeah it's not like some other things you know it's like it's there and yeah. if you're not actively doing it then all of it's yeah. gonna fall to the wayside well and especially nowadays on youtube specifically i mean that's just where most of my knowledge comes from right so sure. i just keep bringing yeah, it back oh, yeah. to there but like um you know back like a long time there's a lot of a lot of older creators mm -hmm. nowadays who who used to be very much 
flourishing in popularity back then who have since just lost a lot of that traction mm-hmm. um, to the point where they just stop uploading, right? But like, you know, back then when there was less videos being uploaded, it was very, it was a lot easier to stumble across older videos. While nowadays you have to really yeah. try to actually find older videos yeah. because newer stuff is constantly coming out, especially if like, if you're talking about a specific movie or a specific game back then there was one or two really good videos done on a specific movie at a given time. Nowadays, every movie has been talked about. Every game has been talked about and they yeah. all have really well done video essays on them. Yep. And it's just kind of burying this old content. It's kind of this weird new era of, we this content is in the now you listening it to the now the chances of you yeah. even coming back to this two days in two days old in your feed is unlikely right <laughs> so it's it's this bizarre shift because it, it certainly didn't used to be that way you know back when youtube was first kind of starting we were starved for more content to the point where we were going back and watching older people's stuff mm-hmm. i if you but now the system wants you to upload every day where there's not much incentive for people to go back and watch a video from a week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, right? Yeah. And it's it's yeah. this, this this bizarre shift, right? Um, but, you know, I, I'd like to believe that art's not confined to whatever formalities <laughs> you have to abide by, right? Yeah. Your art can still – you can still be artistic regardless of the changes that happen in the formula. Um, I, I don't do video essays stuff anymore. I don't even really attempt it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've saw the current state of the platform and I was like, how can I still talk about what I want to talk about in a format that's digestible for, yeah. uh, the platform. And maybe I found it, maybe I didn't, I don't know. I just pretend to know things I don't actually know, <laughs> but still it's like, um, you know, just to give kind of a more positive spin on this, uh, because the platforms are always changing, you don't have to feel like uh abiding by these changes is a bad thing like you don't have right. to feel like you're taking a knee or or um you're compromising your artistic integrity it, it definitely doesn't have to be that way you know um no. it's just important to recognize that your conceptual idea of what your art is it it's bigger than just whatever formal constraints of like maybe i used to be able to upload two minute videos now i have to upload 10 minute videos it's like yeah well yeah but your art's still there like you're still it, that's just the formality. It's just the vehicle that's being transferred every once in a while. Yeah. Change I mean, the vehicle, that's the know? thing is that art is made from these restrictions, right? Is yeah. And these challenges. And, yeah. and there's also no like direct bar for success for art, right? Like, right. It, it, that's up to you. Like if you want to make something and put it out there just for yourself and it gets a couple of listeners, right. that's awesome. If you want to, if your goal is to garner a large amount of listeners, then you're going to have to take a different approach than if your goal is just to, you know, have fun and and do whatever you know and yeah there's some great stuff that it's like it sucks that you're not able to post those two minute videos anymore but also like that's probably pushed you in some different directions and you definitely made some videos that you wouldn't have ever made you know in the old format you know so it's just all these challenges it's creatively stimulating it keeps you on your toes um yeah and so you know if that's what you want to do then go for it you'll see i mean art's never stagnant it's never no. it's never stays in the same place and you don't want it to be if, if i was stagnant boy we'd have a lot less artists There'd yeah be a lot less people interested in what we're watching yeah um there has to be some level of change it's just uh a matter of keeping your your spirit in whatever you do next mm-hmm. in whatever vehicle you take to to transfer over stuff mm-hmm. even if that means youtube goes down and suddenly we're all on tiktok by golly i gotta find a way to do it you that's know the, that's the reverse vine right there where all the vine stars <laughs> yeah. went over to youtube you oh know? yeah yeah the great uh youtube refugee uh march of tiktok would be absolutely fascinating oh my gosh seeing how some people adjust to that would be so funny to watch also probably sad and happy maybe i don't know it'd be an emotional <laughs> ride yeah um 
but yeah, like, you know, the, the platform's always changing and um, it's important to uh, not feel like you, you have to hold on to these specific formal elements, this mm. specific, I, I, uh, I make 10 minute videos and I'm not going to compromise that. It's like, you don't have to hold on to those principles or whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of a, a more positive spin on just the level of changing that's always happening in art and these platforms and trying to keep up with it. Um, one thing we could also kind of go into is just, uh, you know, social media has effects on mental health too, right? Oh, Where yeah. it's you, even because art seems to be the social media distribution of art has an interesting caveat of being mixed in with also people just essentially giving voicing their concerns or um just sharing their opinions on certain mm -hmm. things like you can't really separate art from that other nebula of just these are my thoughts like what do you think at least in the realm of social media because it's all about that personal aspect right whether it's on youtube instagram twitter facebook it's always like I'm having trouble like formulating the words for this. Well, right? you have like but... personal accounts and you have business accounts. You know, it's like you have somebody sure. who is, you know, live tweeting their view of The Bachelor because, you know, they're yeah. bored and they want to shout it out into the void alongside like, right. you know, the Facebook, right. Twitter account alongside, you yeah. know, this indie podcast that's trying to get followings. Right. I, I guess what I mean to say is just with everything that maybe trends or, or gets retweeted and stuff like that, as a creator no matter how hard you help it, you can't entirely avoid, you can't entirely be on this realm of escapism of just purely content entering your feed, right? Yeah. You will always have outside opinions on maybe matters that you don't care about or matters you do care about but actually feel the opposite on, right? And and uh, vice versa. So it's like you almost can't avoid this other side of social media that exists, which is, I guess, the social aspect of it. And as creators... Mm -hmm your art is going to be intertwined with that in some capacity. Like it's unavoidable. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's, that's something that could be tricky for a lot of creators because it's, it's not only could it be on matters that don't involve them. Sometimes it just takes one different retweet or one quote to have all that attention go towards you as well, where it's like people mm -hmm. who you weren't originally planning on engaging with are suddenly engaging with your content on a more social level. And by social, I mean either discourse or sometimes, um, very elaborate uh, criticism or something like that, mm -hmm. right? And it's not all bad stuff. It just might not be stuff that's easy to adjust to. And I think that could be like one of the difficulties of the whole thing, right? Yeah, like you're definitely putting yourself out there for a lot of different, you know, yeah, a lot of different routes. Like if I go, you know, 30 years ago and do stand up in a, you know, in a bar somewhere, that's like 20, 30 people tops that are gonna right. you know, hear that. And then now it's like, yeah, I can, you know, go and do this podcast right now. And, you know, sure. Like that might just go out to 20 or 30 people like in the bar, but it also has the potential to go out to everyone and it also sticks right. around forever, you know? So it, it, yeah. it is, it can be tricky. I think that it does hold people to a higher standard though. Um, sure. I think a lot of people obviously step up to that challenge. And instead of backing away and saying, well, I'm just not going to create stuff. I'm just not going to say stuff. They instead think, you know, long and hard about the kind of stuff that they want to say, at least hopefully, right. at least in the realm of like creative stuff, right? Like if I'm just sure. sending out a tweet, that's a little bit of a different vibe than if I am like yeah. going and recording a whole podcast or something. And right. I think that that really just helps to hold people to a higher standard. I think that we're kind of at a time right now where um, 
people are just thinking more critically about the kinds of things that they are saying and doing. Right. Um, in the similar way that like, like I, I was watching this kid's show, right? It's called Ask the Story Bots. Um, and that's a fantastic show. If you have a, you know, five-year-old in your life, watch the show because it's great. But <laughs> if you're ever babysitting, you know exactly what show to no, put it's, on. No, it's know? great. It's really, yeah. it's really great. But um, they have an episode where they talk about space and where they talk about gravity specifically. And they literally talk about like, the space-time fabric, right? And like all of this right. kind of stuff that I like I would not have seen in a TV show, you know, whenever I was growing up, you know, 10, 15 right. years ago or whatever. You know, and so as we learn more and as that knowledge just becomes more common knowledge, then that yeah. allows us to discuss more complicated issues. Right. 15 years ago, the kids show would be saying gravity pulls stuff together. And then now they're actually talking about the space time because people understand how gravity works, you know? Right. Right. And I feel like it's the same, similar thing with just that critical thinking with those social things where, yeah, you know, the creators I hope are making stuff that is more purposeful and it, it's just yeah. being more aware of the kinds of things that they say and the kind of impacts that that yeah. can have. Um, and I, I think you, you really, hit the nail on the on the head or coffin or something i don't know i'm a little tired not gonna lie um, but i, I, I think you're you right on the dime when you were talking about uh just having more purpose in what you say and thinking about more of what you craft because that's not where social media was birthed social media was birthed yeah. off of things that you release that you don't think about or whatnot yeah but it's kind of evolving to a place right now where it needs more thought being put into whatever you're presenting because it has such a wide reach. Well, that definitely wasn't the case before, you know, Facebook, which yeah. was one of the first popular, if not the first popular social network. Right. I mean, I think technically MySpace. Might I mean, MySpace for sure. But okay, like yeah, Facebook MySpace. was also, is also like a totally different right. beast now, you know, like yeah. <laughs> Facebook clearly won an exception. Right. <laughs> <further than laughs> There's anything. no competition there, Yeah. but uh, you know, it, it's, it's back when Facebook was made, as we mentioned earlier, it was a lot more, um, friend oriented it, it didn't really even have an outlet for expanding beyond right. friends and family that you already know yeah. while now it has many venues for that mm -hmm. so naturally when everything's being promoted on other people's page like it's it's just interesting to think about how when i log on twitter and i see just look at my feed of people i follow through retweets and sometimes mm -hmm. twitter promoting liked tweets or or commented stuff and whatnot I am seeing a very large number of people that i never followed that i never yeah. said I consent to seeing what you want to have to say or whatnot, right? Yeah. And I, I'm not presenting this as necessarily a bad thing. I'm just saying that's what how the formula of it works. And when Definitely. that's the atmosphere, it becomes ever more important to to at least think fully about what you're about to say on a social media because yes. um which yeah, and then as you mentioned, that's ultimately a good thing is that we want to be thinking more about what we say when we're presenting to a broader broader audience, which a lot of us want to. A lot of us want that attention of right. presenting to broader people. Um, however, it is kind of just in a rough spot right now where there's a lot of smaller people who who feel almost congested by um, like different thoughts going around, stuff that they didn't need to like subscribe to necessarily. Right? Yeah, I think. I think that, yes, like there is a lot. And if you are just coming into that, it can be very daunting to feel like there's certain topics that you can't talk about or certain things that you can't say or characters that you can't write or whatever. Right. I think that, um, I think that it, it I, as I mentioned, I think it, it's just important to, to push people to understand that, right? And yeah. if you're coming into a space and you're not sure what the etiquette is or what the things are, like 
definitely take some time to listen, which yeah. you should be doing already if you're a content creator. Like if you're entering yeah, yeah. a social media platform in order to find like success in larger listeners or larger viewership, then you should be understand, hey, what right. is the etiquette here? What do these people talk about? What are their likes, dislikes? You Definitely. know, what do they think about these topics? And so take that time to listen, observe, talk to people who have a different experience than you, right? Like that's yeah. huge. It's like you and me, we grew up together. We shared a backyard together. Like it's true. We, you know, we can have very similar issues. I kind of know where you stand, you yeah. know, but if I really want to get an idea of, you know, what YouTube has to bring, I'm going to want to reach out to someone who's not, you know, yeah. sitting with headphones on and glasses and you know, little. Yeah. We, we need to talk to less glasses crowd. Okay. Yeah. They, their thoughts and opinions. They're way too much alike. Literally to... everybody in my friend group has glasses. Literally. Every... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, I was, it's, it, it does. It, am I crazy in saying that we need glasses more often now than when we were kids? Am I crazy? I feel like I see more people with glasses nowadays. And I don't know if that's because of all these computer and phone screens, well, but oh, I wonder because I only needed yeah. glasses after like I realized that my eyes were hurting from looking at a, a computer screen for so long. I, and that was I, like in 2016. I, I mean, I've always been worried because we're like, we are the first generation that is really like grew up with nonstop I screens. Know. Yeah. Right. Like sure. Past people have had like TVs and stuff, yeah. but like, I'm literally, I mean, I'm looking, my phone, you know, is open six hours a day. It tells me at the end of every single week. And that's not even including my computer that I sit in front of all day for work. That's not even including, you know, the video games that I play, you know, so it's like, I really spend a majority of my day looking at doesn't include the, uh, the timer on the microwave. You look at no, not at all. (laughs) Yeah. And so I would be, I would be curious if that is part of the reason I will say though, that I think glasses look great. I think like (laughs) 95% of people look better with glasses. And so maybe there is just like people recognizing that as well right. and it's, it's not that you have to think that right like you actually think that right no i do, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> um yeah no just to backtrack a little bit before we got on the weird glasses talk um yeah, <laughs> yeah no I, I i definitely agree with what you're saying with just we it, it needs to become more known because as you did mention in the glasses talk we are the first generation to grow up with this kind of yeah. stuff and we're kind of learning this all together yeah um but you know i i think drawing attention to these issues and and just fully letting people understand like exactly what's at stake with regards to your mental health and what Mm -hmm. you say and what you share um it's raising that level of awareness seems to be the only way to combat that kind of situation because we can't yeah we can't change the way the systems work we can't backtrack technologically wise and like suddenly cut out social media yeah we can't we can't just remove it from existence right like i i i i I definitely don't have anything against people who decide not to use social media. I'm like more power to you. You're doing what I'm not mm-hmm. able to do. Right. <laughs> um, I, I, I talk bad about Twitter all the time and I'm still using it um, to post almost once a day. So it's yeah. like, I I'm well aware though, that I, this is the time that I live in. I wasn't born decades earlier. I was mm-hmm. born in this time and I can't just pretend to not be born in that. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't really want to live in a different age. I'd rather live in this age and try to adjust to it. But I think one of the ways we can adjust to it is just by acknowledging, Hey, there might be some issues here if we're not careful. Right. And I think that's just the important message to constantly get across because by the time people stop listening to this podcast or whatnot, um, new people will come in and they will have never heard that kind of talk. Right. And that's, it's just like that across the board. So it constantly needs to be brought back to people's attention that, Social media is to be handled with care and delicacy, yeah. like a baby. Don't shake social media. You want to put that right back to in its crib with the blanket. Yeah. Um, 
And I think on the crib and blanket talk, that might be a good place to kind of wrap sure. it up. Um, I'm all for that. <laughs> not just because we're both relatively tired. Uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, if you guys have any other like discussion points you want to go further in the comments, feel free to do so on the Patreon comments or on the YouTube comments, wherever you're watching this. And of course, thank you so much for supporting me. And if you'd like to check out clips from other podcasts, you can do so by subscribing to the PatNet YouTube channel and checking out those clips. And of course, you can support me on Patreon to catch out to catch episodes when they come out much earlier than the one on YouTube. Talon Stradley from Newton's Dark Room, would you care to uh, plug anything you'd like and explain where people can find you? Yeah. So um, one, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter at Newton's Dark Room. Um, not as we mentioned earlier, I'm kind of on in between projects right now, um, but I do have some exciting stuff coming up in the near future. So um, you can expect to see a lot more activity. You know, honestly, by the time this video is out go you know check it out listen to it i'm sure there'll be <laughs> on youtube there. you mean on YouTube, yeah, on youtube, on YouTube yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah then you should have at least six months worth of content so yeah exactly um and then if you want to see me start a social media account uh from scratch i, I as if that's something <laughs> but um that's our favorite pastime <laughs> yeah just starting i mean honestly for me it is that's a real problem yeah, yeah. that i have is i just start too many but i have one that i started recently it's called talons.space um, that is both a URL and a like Instagram and Twitter handle. Um, I plan that must on... be so satisfying. It is. Yeah, I it was imagine. really cheap too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, check that out, talons.space. Um, that's where I'm going to be posting um, a lot more of my like sound design, a lot of my technical stuff, uh, demo reels, anything like that, as opposed to the more creative stuff the Newton's Darkroom has. So um, I, I've been working on... Um, like redoing like some League of Legends character sound design. Um, I have been experimenting with recording audio in Unity. I might start streaming some on that platform. So that's going to be a little bit more of my like oddball, you know, audio technical stuff and demo. Sure. Yeah, so go check that out. Uh, the branding is very, very fun. Um, and I really like it because, you know, I like all that kind of stuff. So I go just, check that out. I, get it off the I love that one of your selling points that the branding is really, really fun. Cause that feels, that's something that I feel too, you know, when I'm yeah. making this stuff, it's like, I want to tell them that the branding's really, really fun because it really is. But it's like, yeah, I we put a lot of work into it. Yeah, I put sure. more work into yeah. the branding so far than I have about the actual content <laughs> that's on there. And that uh, seems to be the way it goes usually. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, you're starting it out. Yeah. You gotta go. Have you, have you checked out yet? No, I didn't. I had no idea. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It, it was, okay, there's barely anything on there right now, but yeah, I, you're, yeah, I think you'll like it. <laughs> I'm mainly just excited to go to the website. That's the same name as the Instagram name. The like, website has score. less fun branding. <laughs> it's is, okay. It's the thought that counts. It's because I had to make that in WordPress, which I, I don't mm. want to pay a lot of money because I already have, I use Wix for Newton's Darkroom web, website and I really like sure. how that looks, but it's also way more expensive than WordPress. So right, okay. uh, yeah. Anyway, well, well I'm anyway. figuring that out. We'll have a whole other episode on website designs because just, that's obviously something that's hip right now. Oh, yeah. Just, just making your own website. Wherever you're at, whatever yeah. screen you're looking at, just type in talons.space mm -hmm. and you'll find me. You'll find it. You'll find it. Um, and of course, I'll also have links to everything in the description so you can find them. Talon, thank you so much for joining this episode. Of course. And thank you it was all a pleasure. so much for watching. And uh, I'll see you guys in the next episode. So long.